Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Hey everybody, what's going on? You got Tommy and Randy here, and we are going to be doing a study on the life of Christ. And this is our first live study. We're going to start doing these from now on rather than record and have to do all the editing. But this is going to be a seven lesson study guide. But like always, before we start, we're going to start off with the Ten Commandments. But Randy, you want to go ahead and lead us with a word of prayer? Yeah. Yeah. Um... I'm going to read a little bit of Psalms 119, Tommy. I recommend everybody, if you can, uh, to read all of Psalms 119 before we start with the commandments of God. And I'm going to start in Psalms 119, uh, verse 126. And it says, It is time for thee, Lord, to work, for they have made void thy law. Therefore, I love the commandments above gold, yea, above fine gold. Therefore, I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right, and I hate every false way, Jesus. Thy testimonies are wonderful, therefore doth my soul keep them. The entrance of the words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. I, I opened my mouth, and I panted, for I longed for thy commandments. Look thou upon me and be merciful unto me, as thou usest us to go to go do unto those that love thy name. Lord, order my steps in thy word, all of us, and let not any iniquity have dominion over us. Deliver me from the oppression of man, so that so will I keep thy precepts, make thy face to shine upon thy servant and teach me thy statues. So Tommy, praise you, Jesus. We want to uplift you, Father, uplift you, Jesus. You're the only names that can save. Uh, your righteousness, not ours. We ask for your spirit, which is holy, to lead everyone that's on this site uh, uh, that are with us today uh, to grow closer to you and to praise your name all the days of our lives. Lead us in your spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. <clears throat> so please join us with uh, the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20. I'll start off. And then, Randy, you want to take the, the, the even ones? I'll take the odd ones. Okay. So this starts off. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make thee unto thee any craven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not buy down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments." Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Amen. Praise Jesus. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it 
holy. Six days shall thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day, wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Honor thy father and thy mother, that the days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is in thy neighbor's. Amen. All right, so now we're going to go over here to lesson number one of our study guide, and this is called the demand for Christ. And the first question says, repeat the first promise made concerning a Savior. So we're going to go down here to the verse that says, Genesis 3, verse 15, and this says, <clears throat> And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. And also a reference verse I kind of uh, go to on this is over in Romans uh, chapter 16. Uh, we'll go down to verse 20, I believe. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. That's a pretty encouraging verse. All right, Ren, you want to take number two? Yeah. Tommy, would you go back just for a second? On, to Genesis 3? Yeah. And I want to just add to the, the listening audience uh, out there. Uh, I want to, uh, you look at this scripture a little bit. If you want to test to see if you're with the Texas Recepticus or the Vaticus, uh, which is the uh, Catholic Bible uh, on there. It says, and I'm going to read 315 again, and Tommy knows this too. I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head. Now I want you to catch this last and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now that his there, Tommy, we're not going to do a word study today. You know, maybe we'll get into that, but the, uh, Venaticus uh, uh, changes his to her heel. Yes. So if you want to check your Bibles to see if you're the original Texas Recepticus, you can use this scripture to do that and know that it's not a corrupted version. Remember, it wasn't Mary yes. that bruised uh, the heel. It was Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen? Yes. So that's just a little tidbit. Thank you, Tommy. Yes. All right. Number two. Uh, to whom was this promise renewed? I'll say, to whom was this promise renewed? Genesis 22, 18. Let Tommy get there. Thank you, Tommy. And it said, in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice. So, so to whom was the promise renewed to? Amen. To Abraham. Yes. Amen. Go ahead. All right. So number three, this says, what is meant by the seed here referred to? And we'll go to Galatians chapter three, verse 16. 
and this says, now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. So as Randy said earlier, that seed is Christ, it's not Mary. So if you let the Bible interpret itself, you don't have to worry about false interpretations of the Bible or false versions or anything like that. You allow the Bible to interpret itself. Amen. And, you, you know, that goes back to not having any graven image or any likeness. That could be an idea. Uh, Holy Father, uh, Tommy, we only have one father in heaven. Jesus only has one father. He doesn't have a father here on earth. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Just and also about. with this saying that to thy seed, which is Christ. So Christ is that seed that we're wanting. Okay. So let's do a really quick word search or word search on seed. So um, Genesis chapter one, verse 11 and 12. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass and the herb yielding seed and the fruit tr tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And and it was so. Okay. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind and tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Okay. So if Christ is that seed, the only way to produce righteous works is to have the seed of righteousness in you. So if Christ is that seed of righteousness and you have him in you, then you're going to, he is going to produce righteous works through you. They're not going to be your works. They're going to be Christ's works. And by the way, it'll be hit, you know, Tommy, it'll be his righteousness. So the commandments, if you're trying to keep the commandments of your own righteousness, you're going to be a failure, Tommy. Yes. It's through Christ who kept them perfectly. That's why they call him the comforter. Yes. Amen. Yes. All right. So number four, you want to take that one? Yeah. What was the announcement of this prom? <clears throat> what was the announcement of this promise to? And of course, we know in verse eight, it was to Abraham. Yes. So I'll go ahead and read that scripture if you want. It okay. says, and the scripture for saying that God would justify the heathen through faith, preach before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, in thee shall all nations be blessed. Okay, so number five, this is going to be a pretty quick one. What is the gospel? And the answer is the word gospel means good news. And this is the good news of salvation through the promised seed. Amen. Now, you know, when we look at that, Tommy, gospel, good news, you know, yes. to stop, uh, the good news is not through the Ten Commandments of God. It's Jesus plus nothing. It's not through these ceremonial laws. It's not through diet change. Uh, we're not knocking that. We want you to be healthy, but salvation only comes through Jesus Christ. Yes. It's Jesus plus nothing. Now, that's not a cheap grace. That's a very expensive grace, you know, uh, on there. That means that it gives you the grace to have free will, whether to follow him or not. Yes. Or do whatever you want to do uh, uh, under condemnation, under condemnation uh, with the carnal mind. I don't want to get that confused because that's a study in itself right there is that it's only through the grace of Jesus Christ that we can overcome sin, not underachieve. Yes. Amen. Okay. All right. So what are we on now? Number, Number six. six. Uh, what made the gospel necessary? I'll let you get there. So what, what made the gospel necessary? This good news, Tommy, you know, and we're going to go to Genesis chapter 3, 11 through 13. And it says, starting with Genesis 3, 11. And he said, <clears throat> who told thee that thou was naked? as thou eaten of the tree? Wherefore I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat. And the man said, the woman that, whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. 3.13. And the Lord, Lord God said unto the woman, 
what is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled, beguiled me and I did eat. Uh, so what, uh, 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 what made the gospel necessary? Well, and we probably get the next one, but sin. Yes. And, and to, to kind of touch base on this a little bit more, it says, okay, the serpent beguiled me. Let's, I want to go over that word beguiled a little bit. So Eve, I'm going to triple click on this and we're going to find out what the, okay, Nasha or Nasha. Okay. That's the original Hebrew word here. Primitive root to lead astray, uh, to delude. And if you want to get into the moral, it's to seduce, beguile, deceive greatly or utterly. Okay. So that word deceive. So Satan beguiled her. He deceived her and tricked her into eating the fruit. Okay, so that word deceive, I kind of want to focus on that a little bit. And let's go to Matthew chapter 24. Now, when Jesus was talking to his disciples about the end of the world, let's see what the very first thing he said. Okay, he could have said anything. And if I would have said, hey, you know, what's going to be the sign of your coming and, and of the end of the world? I mean, I would have hung on to every word he said. And the very first thing he says is... And Jesus answered and said unto them, take heed that no man deceive you. So that's how important it is to not be deceived in the end, to know that you're, you're uh, listening to people that are preaching present truth and not preaching false doctrine and, and you know, buying uh, uh, private jets and having yachts and, and just uh, making their kingdom on this earth. You know, so go ahead, go ahead you know, good point, Tommy. Uh, notice he says <clears throat> that no man, no man deceive you. Yes. So, <clears throat> uh, or no false doctrine. And Tommy, would you go to Matthew chapter seven, uh, verse 22 and 23, yes. Matthew chapter seven, because I think this will go along because a lot of people think that, well, I believe in Jesus and I can't be deceived. A lot, there's some truth in that, but the Bible has some answers. In Matthew chapter 7, 22, it said many, and notice we don't want to do a word study on many. I think everybody knows what many means. Yes. That means there's a lot, right? Yes. It's not many me, it's many. Yeah. Okay. Many will say to me in that day. Now, you know, we could do a study on what that day is. I believe it's the day of judgment. Yes. And they will be saying, Lord, Lord. In other words, they're saying Jesus's name or the father. Have we not prophesied in thy name? Tom, do you know churches that prophesy today? Oh, yes. Yes. And I mean, we could name a few. Amen. Seventh-day Adventists prophesy, don't they? Yes. About the second coming. And in thy name cast out devils. We know many that perform miracles, right? Yes. So we know that Satan probably has the power to cast out devils. Amen. Yes. Amen. And in thy name did many, what kind of works, Tommy? Wonderful. Oh, I tell you what, I don't think we have to look up wonderful works in the Greek, do we? No. Wonderful works. And notice what Jesus says to them in Matthew 7, 23. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. And of course, we know that iniquity, uh, you know, look up, it, that means sin or transgression of the law. Amen? Yes. Okay. But it says, I never knew you. So do you think that this group of individuals that were Christians that prophesied that did many wonderful works, do you think they were deceived by man? Yes. They were not studying, growing, 
in Christ. Amen. Yes. Through grace by faith. Amen. Yes. Just a little tidbit there. All right. So number seven, what had God said would be the result of this disobedience? This is in Genesis chapter two, verse 17. So let's get there real quick. Genesis 2, 17. Okay. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest uh, or eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Mm -hmm. So they would die if they disobeyed. Uh, number eight. How then might man, might man have retained life? And the answer, since disobedience brought death, is it it is evident that by obedience, he would have retained life, eternal life. Yes. Amen. Out of love, not out of force. Amen. Yes. I want to do a quick word search on, on uh, <laughs> die. Okay. So uh, this is the verse I just read, 217, Genesis 2.17, thou shalt surely die. Okay. And, and in the very next verse that has the word die in it, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Okay, so this is God talking in Genesis chapter 2, verse 17, and this is Eve talking in Genesis 3.3. So as you see that she's not repeating exactly what God said. She changed his wording a little bit, and she added to the word. So do we see that today, Randy, where people are adding to the word of God? Yeah, and if, you, if you, you're absolutely right, Tommy, we don't add or want to take away from God didn't tell her not to touch it. He told her not to eat of it. So assumptuously, you could probably say that this serpent laid it in her hand and said, look, Eve, there's no change in you. Yeah. And he knew the word really well too. So once she said, you can't touch it either. Don't you think he was like, Oh, here's my chance. All Amen. I have to do is throw that apple out or whatever the fruit is. Amen. And you know, Tommy, and this is not a harp. Uh, uh, God put women on this earth to be beautiful and to add to a man. Tommy. Yes. But Satan knew that he could work through the woman to get to the man because sin didn't pass upon all mankind until Adam partook of that. Yes. And, you know, so a lot of, a lot of good study there. Okay. And notice so, it's, thou shall not surely die, Tommy. That's another one. False doctrine today that when you die, you go to heaven. Yes. Or you're burning in hell forever. Forever. Yeah. Which, where does that come from, Tom? Yeah, the papacy. Papacy. Yes. All right. So number nine. What was the result of this disobedience? Okay, and there's a few verses here. We're going to start off by going to Romans. Romans chapter 5, down to verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Okay, now let's go back to Genesis chapter 3. 17 and 19. I'll go and do 17, 18 and 19. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, curse is the ground for thy sake, and sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee. Thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and dust uh, unto dust shalt thou return. Amen. You know, Tommy, uh, in 3.17.2, uh, unto Adam, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife. If spiritual thinking, I know we have a lot of students that are good Bible students here that are listening to us now, you know, if you, God 
presents his church like a woman, mm-hmm. amen, a comely woman. So if you look at this in the spiritual sense, you could say that Adam hearkened into a false doctrine of a church. Yes. Or comely woman. Yes. And he fell. Of course, the second Adam didn't do that. He relied upon the father. I know we could do a whole study just on that scripture alone. Okay, where are we at, Tommy? Number uh, 10. 10, got you. Since man has sinned, through whom only can he obtain life? How, what's the only way I can obtain life? John three thirty six, And it says, he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. He that believeth not on the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him, Tommy. Mm. All right. So now, number 11, how can a man avail himself of the benefits of Christ? And this is in Romans chapter 3, verse 25. Okay, and this says, Whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Okay, and then we're going to go to John 1, 12. That's out of one in there. All right. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Randy, you got anything you want to add to that? Yeah, uh, that's not just saying the name and Tommy, would you click on believe, uh, in the Greek, uh, believe means that there will be, if you believe in something, you're going to do things right, Tommy. It's not that you're saved by those things, but it shows that you really believe a lot of people think that we need to have the right name. Well, uh, that's all you need is the name, but you don't need to change anything in your life. I believe this word here, believe, is a verb. I don't believe it. it okay, so, yeah, like you said, and here's what it says um, for the, the Greek word here. I, I don't can't even begin to know that, but um, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. So, to have faith in, upon, or respect to a person or a thing, uh, by implication, to entrust, especially one's spiritual well-being to Christ. Believe, Amen. commit, to trust, put in trust with. If you trust something, Tommy don't you want to follow it? Yes. And not just saying that, hey, I have the correct name, but you don't follow uh, what that means. Amen. Yeah. I mean, the Pharisees, they knew the correct name for God and for Jesus, but um, uh, it didn't do them any good in the end. They didn't have faith in the son of God uh, and his righteousness. They had faith in their own righteousness. Yes. Amen. Which uh, uh, led to a lot of problems. Okay. Tom, where are we at? Number 12. Soon after the promise was made, how did the sons of Adam show that it was understood by them? Hmm. Genesis 4, 3 through 5. And it says, and I want you to notice that when I read this, and in the process of time, you might want to underline that in your Bible. That means that there was something both Cain, I believe Cain and Abel were doing, but Cain changed because it says in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought the fruit of the ground and offering unto the Lord. Now, uh, I believe that Cain once sacrificed a lamb, but he wanted to bring his works. Yes. Amen. We could do a study of that. 
verse four, and Cain brought the fruit of the ground and offering it to the Lord. And Abel also brought the firstling of his flock and the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth and his countenance fell. Now, Tommy, some people think that by their works, Amen. They're good works. Yes. That that gets them to heaven, but it was only by the faith in the Lamb of God and his righteousness that we have any right or title to heaven, Tommy. Yes. And so, in their in their offering, their offering was supposed to be uh, uh, symbolic for Christ and him being offered, you know, as our um, sacrifice for sin. So whenever Cain wanted to offer up his fruits and vegetables from the ground, he was basically saying, that the system that God put in place was not good enough, that he had something better. Do we see that today? Yeah, and you know, Tommy, excellent point. And I want to say this, I want everybody to be as healthy as you possibly can, but even as healthy as you are, that's not your righteousness. You can't diet your way to heaven. Correct. And I, well, we could talk on that one, uh, talk on that one. In other words, to say I'm a vegetarian and that allows me entrance into heaven. No, it doesn't. No. And uh, I mean, I don't want to be condemning, but uh, I will say, though, that Hitler was a vegetarian. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, if, if, if you want to use your diet, you know, to put in your corner, I mean, no, that's like we works. said. Yes. That's works. Now, change your diet and eat, but that's not your salvation. Your salvation is in Jesus Christ. Yes. The Lamb of God. Amen. Yes. So don't make uh, those issues salvational make them health issues uh could it be health issues to be salvation make them don't make them salvational issues amen yeah. and that's not condemning by the way that's you have it right here in genesis yeah that just shows right there that basically someone was trying to offer up their works of fruits and vegetables against someone that was offering up a righteous by faith offering and god loved abel's and hated cain's i wonder if cain was a vegetarian I, will, I, I mean, I'm just were. thinking, you know, fruits and vegetables. He thought that was, I just wonder if he was a vegetarian. Yeah. I mean, I'm not knocking that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, full blown vegetarian. But anyway, and nothing. I, God bless all the vegetarians. I'm, you know, uh, on there. I know things are going bad out here, but even the fruits and vegetables have been contaminated unless you're growing your own garden. Uh, we hope you are, you know, if you can, but I don't know very many people that are trying to work six days. Uh, that can just tend to that garden every day and eat, especially with the, the different climates. Amen. But be as yes. healthy as you can. Amen, Donna. Yeah. And well, keep in mind, only our bread and water is sure in the end. Amen. So now let's go to number 13. Describe the offerings of Cain and Abel, verses three and four. So, okay. In the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought the fruit of the ground offering unto the Lord. Okay. So the, the, he brought, you know, the fruit of the ground, a righteous by works, uh, offering and then Abel brought a righteous by faith, which was the firstling of his flock, which was uh, symbolic for the Son of God being the only begotten Son, uh, literal only begotten Son, begotten before the creation of this world and sent into this world to die for our sins. And that pretty much explains that. So, okay, now number 14. Why was Abel's offering accepted and Cain's rejected? The hum uh, Hebrews 11 4. You know, Tommy, you could be a wicked vegetarian. You could also be a wicked meat eater. Yes. <laughs> you know, amen. He, and by the way, you could be a vegetarian and be a meat eater. Did you know that, Tommy? 
No. Yeah. You oh, could, yeah. You could be talking about other people and destroying them and eating them alive. Yep. Now, when we say talking, uh, condemning them uh, uh, by faith, not leading them to Christ. Now, you might be able to say the same about me and Tommy when we talk about an institution. Are we talking about an individual that's promoting false doctrine? We want them to repent, Tommy, and come to Christ. Amen? Yes, it's a redemptive. A redemptive, yes. not a punitive. Yes. Amen? Uh, salvational. Okay, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh mm. there's a lot in there and uh you know tommy that's righteous by faith he believed in a coming savior yes uh abel did of course uh, cain believed in the fruit a uh, coming of fruits and vegetables amen yes and his offering wasn't accepted and he was very wroth kind of seems like what happens today when you bring a true doctrine to false doctrine, you find the brother, he gets wroth, and yet he calls you judgmental, but he never opens his Bible, Tommy. Yes. I'm not wroth at anybody. I don't hate anybody. I just don't have to believe lies. Do you, Tommy? No. No. Okay, number 15. And what particular was Abel's faith manifested? Hebrews 9.22. Okay, let's get there. Go down 22. And this says... And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission. Mm. Mm. Wow. 16, uh, 15, right? Uh, 16. 16. Because of this lack of faith, what was the results to Cain? Uh, Genesis 4, 7. If thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. Now, uh, I want to stop there. Tommy, if sin lieth at the door, there had to be a law there. Yes. Amen. Because you, without the knowledge of sin, amen, there has to be a law for the knowledge of sin. Amen. Yes. Not written on tables of stone, but it had to be written in their character. Amen. Yes. And unto thee shall be his desire, and he's talking about sin here, and thou shall rule over him. Mm. Yeah, and I, Randy, I, I talk to people all the time. They say, well, the law was not given until Moses. And, well, if that's true, then how did sin enter the world? Because sin is transgression of the law. And if there was no law before Moses, then it's impossible for sin in, to enter the world. Amen. And it says, all have sinned except for one. Yes. That's Jesus Christ. All have sinned, Tommy. So that has to mean from the beginning. Amen. Yes. Adam and Eve. Amen. Yes. All right. Number 17. What was indicated by the slaying of the victim of sacrifice? Answer that the sinner deserved death, but that the promised one typified by the victim would die in his stead. Mm. Well, 18. What will always what will always accompany true faith? James chapter two verse twenty, and I think, Amen. James chapter two verse twenty, and it says, "But will I not, will I know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead?" 
And by the way, we need to identify that's Christ working in you, not you working for Christ. Yes. Amen. There's a big difference there. Yes. Which is by faith. Righteous by faith. Yes. Now, number 19, what will the remnant of God's people be found doing? And this is in a couple verses. So, Rev. Okay. We're getting back into that seed here for a second. Okay. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Now, before I go to the next verse, uh, and, and most, you know, Seventh-day Adventists, they have for, Revelation 14, 12 memorized. But um, so notice that the dragon was wroth with the woman, but he only went to make war with the remnant of her seed. So at some point, the woman or the church that he was wroth with had to change. And I believe that this was the Seventh-day Adventists back in the 1800s that had the truth, but then they gave it up. And then there's only a remnant left out of that woman that actually do keep the commandments of God, all 10 of them, and they have the true testimony of Jesus Christ. And, and Tommy, on the testimony of Jesus Christ, that he was truly the son of God. You know, I think that there's a twisting there if we're talking about uh, re uh, religious organizations is that they put the testimony of Jesus Christ as the spirit of prophecy. Amen. Yes. And they put it towards an individual. Amen. Yes. But if that individual must testify that Jesus was truly the son of God and not a pagan Trinity. Yes. So they're destroying that. Uh, they're destroying that. And by the way, the 144,000, uh, I know there's a lot of Bible students that are listening. The 144,000 are not defiled with any woman. Yes. And that doesn't mean that they, had relationships with women here on earth, of course, their wife, you know, on there, so forth, you know, mm -hmm. that means they're not defiled with any false doctrine of these pagan churches, yes. any of them. Amen. Yes. Okay. Yep, ahead. I agree. Okay. So now we'll get to the second verse, Revelation 14, 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Notice it says faith of jesus and that of it didn't say faith in it said the faith of you might want to underline of there and when you look at that what faith did jesus have tommy he had faith in his father and what does the trinity deny uh it, it denies that the father and the son i mean it denies he didn't everything have father. he yeah. didn't have a father yes. and he wasn't truly a son yes so how does that build your faith brothers and sisters and we've got a third god that we know nothing about Yes. How does that build your faith, brothers and sisters? It can't. I know we we really hammer that Trinity a lot, but we truly believe that it is it is the the core to all of the false doctrine out there. It destroys the gospel of Jesus Christ and the Father. It yes, destroys it the everlasting gospel. Uh, everlasting gospel. And if you're teaching that uh, and you're using Jesus's name, it reminds me of Matthew chapter seven. Lord, Lord, heaven, we did many wonderful works cast out devils and prophesy thy name it destroys the commandments of god yeah anyway. and i and the the trinity promotes a righteous by works yes and so basically to be a trinitarian you're having the same offering as cain had 
And I want to go to first John chapter five, verse five. And who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the son of God. Amen. John 17, three, Tommy, can okay, we get yeah, there? I'll Amen. Since we're going on quick. the tangent and please bear with us. Uh, we're learning right here uh, with you. God's giving these directions. It's not plea plan. John 73. We want to know what life eternal is, right? Because sin is, is death, right? Yes. We don't want to die the second death. We might have to die the first death. Amen. Yes. But the second death, and it said John 17, three, and this is life eternal. You might want to underline that this is life eternal, that they might know thee. Now, how many, the only, how many is only Tommy? Do we need to look that up in the Greek? You know, that means one, right? Yes. The only true God, that's the Father. That's not Jesus. That's the Father. Yes. And Jesus Christ, whom thou has sent. Two beings. And yeah, real quick, we will go ahead and look up what true means. Okay. <laughs> now, I believe I've done a study on this before, and the true means the original. Yes. The father can't be the original of his son. The son can be original of his father or the express image, but the father can't be. Yes. Amen. It doesn't make sense. And that's what the Trinity promotes. Co yes. co we don't want to get it, but co-eternal, co-existent. That means there's neither father nor son. Wow. Wow. And where would you put your faith at, Tommy? Yeah. It, I mean, I just don't see it uh, uh, from my Bible. Amen. Yeah, yeah, Praise God that Jesus, through his spirit and the fathers, have opened the eyes of the blind that we not led in the ditch, the blind leading the blind and, and let no man. That's including let no man deceive you by any, any means.